SRN Survival Radio Network. And you can have all this bundled and get to all those if you go to my website, 
That's www.draronwilliams.com. Now, today I promise you a great a great show today. Uh, you know, I'm pretty happy today because today I believe we've done we're doing our fiftieth show, five zero, yeah, on the Survival Radio Network. So we've been progressing pretty well, and uh, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And so today, uh, in order to help us grow that show, uh, we've uh, had someone come into um, our organization and uh, help us out with that. And so I'd like to introduce, uh, he's going to be co-hosting with me today, uh, Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar. Uh, Jeffrey Lamar is a uh, graduate of that famous Florida A&M University uh, Dang, did I just plug my album out again? Oh, well, I didn't mean to do that. Well, yes, I did. Anyway, so Jeffrey's going <laughs> to be talking to us today. Uh, Jeffrey, how you doing today? I'm doing well, and funny you should mention health and wellness. I'm at a veggie uh, festival today in Tallahassee, and it's a lot of health and wellness information that I'll be sharing at a later time. Excellent, excellent. That is great. Uh, you know, that's the, the the one we one thing we want to do. Uh, we broadcast every week uh, live, but we're gonna be we're gonna be mobile, so we're gonna be getting out to these venues and to these areas, so we can bring you all this great health and wellness information. So that'll be great, Jeffrey. Uh, we'll be. I will, We know we love to kind of get your full report on this festival, and uh, that's gonna that's gonna help bring some light to what we need to do. Now, also today, I'm happy because we are gonna have our great guest. Uh, she, if you seen our, if you saw our website, uh, we're gonna be talking to Dr. Serena Hud. She is a sports medicine and rehabilitation specialist. And uh, this it becomes very important, particularly if you're experiencing any type of chronic pain uh, secondary to injury. She is uh, one of America's premier uh, sports medicine and rehabilitation specialists. So she's going to be talking to us today about some of the treatments that you can receive or someone else can receive if you know uh, that they have this problem, uh, and 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 maybe we can get you into her, and you can kind of get onto uh, her social media, and understand some of the things that her and her staff are doing uh, in her practice. So we're going to have an exciting show today. So first, I'd like to go ahead and take our first commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't touch the iPhone, don't touch that iPad, don't touch your computer please stay tuned so that you can be informed for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear, a fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. iDope, iDope, vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. iDope, iDope, available online at iDope.com. That's E-Y-E-D-O-P-E, iDope.com. Survival Radio Network, with now more than one million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. 
And thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The S-R-N. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you here on the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health here on the Survival Radio Network. Once again, I'm your host. Dr. Aaron Williams. Our co-host today is our associate producer, Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar. Uh, we are here uh, to, again, bring some great information. Right before the break, I mentioned to you that uh, our guest today is going to be talking to us about, you know, pain, pain secondary to injury, pain secondary to uh, a number of other things. Uh, but I guess what's very important, and we've talked about this previously on the Weekly Wellness Show, about the opioid crisis. We talked about the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, have been dealing with pain from and being treated from that standpoint. In fact, the data shows that over 2 million people, uh, well over 2 million people are, are uh, using uh, opioid drugs. About 43,000 people have died with regard to overdose in fact, over 282 million prescriptions are written uh, in a year with regard to opioid uh, treatment. So it's nothing wrong with having to be on opioid medicine, but a lot of times some of this can be very addictive. So it's very key when you know that there are other non-opioid pain solutions that are out there for acute and chronic conditions. So that's why we thought it was very important that we have this as the topic of the show today. So I want to tell you about Dr. Serena Hud. She is America's highly respected expert in providing patients with non-opioid, and that's what I want to repeat, non-opioid pain solutions to treat acute as well as chronic conditions. Now, through her books, treatment programs, products, and coaching services, she's changing lives all over the country, and she's addressing these issues and addressing the pain issues, not only from the inside out, but from the outside in. She is the founder and CEO of Rebound Sports and Rehab LLC, as well as DrZarina.com. That's D-R-Z-A-R-I-N-A-H. She offers practical and strategic solutions to help individuals obtain pain-free solutions. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Dr. Zarina Hud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Dr. Z. Hey, Hello, hey, Dr. hey. how's everybody doing? Good, good. We're so glad to have you on the show. Uh, we know you've been you've been very busy. Uh, we know that uh, you got a lot of things going on, uh, but they're good things. And so I'm so elated that you were able to carve out some time to come on the show and kind of tell us about some of the things that 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 you do. So uh, once again, thank you Absolutely. for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. You're right, very busy. Just left the clinic today. We had some couple of hours there to for some really? patients. But yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm very humbled and glad to be here. Wow, so you see Welcome patients to the show. on the weekend. I did. I sometimes do some you know, sometimes there's needs on the weekend. So I do do that uh twice a month actually. So yeah, we 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 knocked it out. We kind of we get, put some work in today. <laughs> wow, that is great. That is that is so excellent. Um, you know, as I, as I related to the audience before, uh, you are a, a specialist in this area. But I want to go back and and kind of uh, uh, you know kind of enhance the public uh, with regard to, to what you do. Um, you know, you are a physician, uh, and you are an, uh, an osteopathic physician. Uh, can you right. kind of distinguish that so people know 
kind of kind of kind of you know what specialization and those special characteristics that make an osteopathic physician versus versus an MD. Absolutely. Thanks for that question. I do get that question a lot, and I do actually obviously try to simplify it. In the most simplest terms, when they look at MD, um, for us in the medical field, that's what we call allopathic. Right. Um, So they're Mm -hmm. technically allopathic physicians, right? And then DO, they call osteopathic. And the biggest distinction in uh, the most simplified terms is um, I think the training, if you look at just from a training perspective, Mm -hmm. um, in DO school, um, in MD school, everything is exactly the same. Literally, all the training, the physicians, the rotations, the, the exams, all that kind of stuff is similar until it gets to the part of what they call osteopathic manual treatment, which mm-hmm. is um, a specialized training that all DOs will get in addition to their regular uh, training in school before they graduate, which is generally a year um, or more. And actually the idea is that they look at the person from a whole person perspective. That's really the cornerstone of um, the ideas uh, that come from osteopathic medicine is that we treat the whole person and not just the symptom. So the most simplified terms, that's kind of how I try to explain it, and most people kind of like receive it, I think, um, from that perspective. Right, right, yeah. So, so yeah, like you said, in a nutshell, you basically have the same rights and privileges as an MD. It's just that the training is different. And uh, right. osteopathic training is more, uh, in addition, it's, it's, it's also you, you all are educated uh, as well as about the spine and, and how the spine can interact uh, with, the, with right. the whole body. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I kind of want to, you know, because we get that a lot, people, uh, you know, don't necessarily understand the difference between an MD and a DO, and so I want to kind of right. clarify that. Well, well let's yeah, progress. Let's talk about your specialty. You, you are a uh, a physiatrist, and I want to clarify yeah. to people: not psychiatrist. <laughs> all right, it's physiatrist. Uh, I don't know what they have. Uh, 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 Jeffrey, have you heard that term, physiatrist, before? Not until uh, not until I read her website. Right, right, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Right. That's an honor for that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that we're educating people today, Dr. Z. Um, so so ed- tell us about what a physiatrist is. Gladly, gladly, gladly. So physiatrist, as you just mentioned, sometimes people will use the word physiatrist so that it doesn't sound as close to psychiatrist. Uh-huh. Right. And so oftentimes I'll usually say physiatrist because no matter how uh-huh. hard you try, if you say physiatrist, people automatically, just, their brains just don't compute it the same way. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yes, physiatrist or physiatrist, also known as PMNR. Some people have heard that term, which stands for physical medicine and rehabilitation. Um, mm-hmm. So essentially that specialty um, does encompass just that. Oftentimes what happens, um, as far as a physiatrist is concerned, we actually deal with it when it comes to muscle skeletal uh, as well as neurological conditions. Um, that would be of the brain or the peripheral, meaning like, you know, the hands and limbs, um, mm-hmm. but as well as with the brain and when it comes to neurological conditions as well as the muscle skeletal system, like you mentioned before, when it comes to spine, ligaments, muscles. And basically what we do, typically a, a great example would be if a patient were to, say, go under um, for surgery for some kind of situation, and once they come out of surgery, they're going to need rehab, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes even they may have some other um, coexisting disease processes that may be impacting their ability to progress and move through uh, their rehab to gain a better functional, better way of life. So that's where we come into play where we navigate any other disease processes they may be impacting or may become a barrier to their improvement. So we actually help and manage those areas as well to make sure they can have the best chance for the best outcome possible. And then we focus obviously on the improvement of the neurological function, the improvement of the functional, I mean the musculoskeletal function, so that they can have the best outcome. Wow, right. That's that's. I mean, it's definitely a, a a big area, a big health area, because a lot of people, as I mentioned, some of the data before, are suffering with with some type of pain, be it whether right. it's from a, you know, a problem with a joint, from a nerve, from a muscle. Um, right. But, Dr. Serena, how did, how did you, uh, what made you choose medicine and what made you choose this specialty? Ooh, we Okay, so medicine in general, um, I actually um, always wanted to be a doctor, but I did, I must admit, I try to talk myself out of it. Um, uh-huh. When I got became kind of a, close to an adult because I, 
wasn't sure if I wanted to be a doctor because I always said it as a child or I really wanted to be that. So I explored a lot of different areas. I explored uh, teaching. I explored architecture. I explored um, other aspects of business, but it kept pulling me back to medicine. Um, and I really think it's just more of a cultural thing. It just kind of, like, fits me. It's, like, based on my personality. I really felt like, you know, at the end of the day, um, medicine was as close to my personality and how I viewed life uh, when it comes mm. to health. So, And I feel like my great-grandmother had a lot to do with it as well. Um, she's passed on now, but she was a huge, huge component, like just the simplicity of how she lived her life, basically almost made it to 100 years old. But I reflect on her life, and I really feel like the way she made it to 100 years old was because how she lived her life wow. and the way she yeah. used food as medicine. Yeah, she was very uh-huh. active. She used food as medicine, just completely the whole approach to life. And that filtered, of course, into, you know, my parents and us and filtered on down. So that's kind of how I chose medicine, I think. It just spoke to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I was an athlete. Not of course, but I was an athlete. I played collegiate basketball and kind of mm-hmm. like that was always part of my life as well. So I was really drawn to, I guess, sports medicine in a lot of ways from just my experiences in life, although mm-hmm. I chose medicine before being an athlete, I think. And then I moved on from there. So my specialty came along because I felt um, when I was going through some training pretty much in uh, probably early, early medical school where that's not where you really choose your specialty yet. You kind of go mm-hmm. and experience all the different fields as you're aware of. So, but when I came to physiatry, PMNR, and I did a rotation, it really spoke to me about the human resilience, and that just really penetrated me in a really mm. strong way where people's life literally changed on a, in an instant, be it a motor vehicle accident, their, their spinal cord injury, or they go through something traumatic and now they have an amputee, you know, they're now an amputee. But the resilience um, really, really spoke to me, and I wanted to be a part of that um, in a lot of ways. And I wasn't one of those people who needed instant gratification because I promise yeah. you, and PM&R is not. It's not, <laughs> um, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not an instant gratification like maybe some other fields of medicine provide you. But yeah. I was okay with that. I really kind of, I really do kind of appreciate the journey, and it's something to be very gratifying when you get to the, um, you know, you see these little wins, the small wins, and the progress that occurs. Um, throughout the process, and it just changes their lives. And so I really got a lot from that, and um, that's kind of how it ended up in PM&R. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I laugh because, you know, anybody who's ever been through rehab knows that rehab is not one day, two days. It's usually weeks, exactly. sometimes months. And correct me if exactly. I'm wrong because you're the specialist in this field. I, I, I know about it, but I don't do it. Uh, so, uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's not something that, so it, it requires patience, not only from the patient, the person who's receiving it, but it also requires patience, you know, from the provider. So in your case, right. you know, you, you know, you got it. Exactly yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're a PMR, <laughs> uh, physician, uh, you know, um, physical medicine, rehab, you got to be patient with how things go and, and kind of be happy when you see those blips of, uh, of uh, yep. of a glimpse of of positivity. Now now, Doctor Z, what's the difference? How do you differentiate? Because this is again for the public. Um, how does this specialty differ from physical therapy? Because you know a lot of people, you know, yeah. think of, well, they, they, if they get an injury, you know, they they oh, I got to go get physical therapy. What makes the decision, mm-hmm. and how is that decided as to whether they receive physical therapy or they see PM and R, or do you know do, do do you all supervise uh, you know physical therapists? How does that work? Educate us on that scenario. Yeah, glad I get great, a great, great question. The irony in this is that even as Mr. Jeffrey actually alluded to that he never heard of physiatrists before, the irony is that as a lot of people who actually have seen PM&R doctors, they just didn't realize it because okay. it's not necessarily that's posted on their white coat or per se, and you don't even realize that you're actually seeing a PM&R doctor. PM&R doctors are everywhere, and they're probably in the same offices that you've been in or seen before if you ever had, you know, pain and you went beyond your PCP, your primary mm-hmm. doctor. So um, that's kind of, Brad, uh, you kind of asked, asked that, but the, they just don't really realize that that doctor was a PM&R unless they advertised it or said, hey, I'm a PM&R doctor. But typically, a lot of times, patients don't really inquire, and I don't know that they care. They just want to be out of pain, right? So right. Um, that doctor could be PM&R. That doctor might be an orthopedist. That doctor might have other, some other kind, or anesthesiologist even. Because when it comes to pain management in particular, 
Um, the most common physicians that are in the pain management offices or medical practices um, tend to be PM&R, actually, anesthesiologists and um, orthopedic in, in some instances. So that's one thing that I don't know people don't realize. They just kind of know, oh, that's a pain doctor. Uh, so that's one piece. But when it comes to the physical therapy, yes, we work in conjunction uh, with them typically. What happens in my as a, my role as it comes to physical therapy is typically I will recommend a physical therapist, right, to my patient mm-hmm. that I, you know, typically trust. And I'll actually write a prescription in very, very detail about mm-hmm. the restrictions, limitations, even blood pressure parameters and things like that that I want my therapist to um, pay attention to and um, take heed of when I send my patient to them. And in a very detailed manner, I'm actually going to write out exactly what I want them to implement and also mm-hmm. avoid with my patients. So essentially carrying out the orders of the doctor. Now, of course, sometimes physical therapists, depending on the company or how they're affiliated, they may come up with their own plan that the doctor who they're working with are okay with. So, you know, the doctor may or may not uh, write the script in detail. But PM&R doctors do, and I'm because we highly train to know, you know, the ins and outs of in a very, very detailed specificity uh, to make sure that the patient um, is going to have the best outcome again. And so we actually work in conjunction. The physical therapist is um, goes through physical therapy school. Um, they don't mm-hmm. go through, you know, residency and so on and so forth. Right. So that's, you know, they go to PT school essentially. They do have what they call, um, I guess, uh, practicums, I guess, or kind of like where they do rotations and such. Um, mm-hmm. But then that's kind of where they're training in from that perspective, so PM&R is a physician, as you just pointed out. So in terms of the training and the um, schooling and things like that is, is definitely, you know, much, much higher, and also their scope, their scope of understanding for the body, um, for physiology of the body and things like that that play roles in indi- contraindications, relative contraindications, all of those things on a higher level. Um, I definitely, as a physician, their level of understanding from that perspective is generally going to be you know, a bit uh, stronger, I guess you can say. Um, so, but they we work really, really close for our PT, our OT, our speech therapist, even pathologists sometimes where there's other issues with there. So they're part of our team. And that's the thing, PM&R is very team-oriented. Um, mm-hmm. That's just really the nature of the uh, specialty. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I, I thought we need to clarify that because I don't think a lot of people know the difference. And like you said, a lot of people, when, when they walk into a hospital, I guess, Jeffrey, you can relate to this because you did work in a hospital as well. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, you, you walk, they, they just see white coats. They don't necessarily know who's right. doing what. You know, you know, they, they, you know, they probably could figure out who's a doctor, maybe. Uh, maybe. But, you know, a lot of times they just don't know who's operating. You know, I see patients, you know, in my office, and, they, you know, they, unfortunately they might have gotten admitted for whatever reason. I'm not – I'm seeing them probably a week after they're out of – out of uh, out of the hospital, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. did did blankety blank do this or did, did they do that? Right. And they'll just say, Doc, you know, I saw so many people in the hospital, right. particularly if it's at a teaching facility where you got docs, you got yes. you know attending Everywhere. physicians, residents. You don't know who the hell is doing anything. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just know that they just got on a white coat, and you can't figure yeah. out. You know who's doing what, yeah. but that's the thing. Yeah, so Jeffrey, did you have a question on that? Yeah, I'll save my question for uh, for Alka because I think it's gonna be a longer answer because we're about <laughs> to go to break shortly. Right. And it was just right. more about the integrative care and the total uh, wellness care because coming from it from a layman's or the patient's perspective, which is where I am, uh, that's one of the interesting areas that I have a question about uh, for you, Dr. Sure. Sabrina. I'm excited to share that. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, we've got about um, um, about a couple minutes before the break. Can can we start, um, uh, Dr. Z? Can you tell us a little bit of, uh, more about your practice? Uh, we, we can then start, and then we, we got about a, uh, a minute or two before we go to break. But we, I'm just trying to get everything in that we can. Uh, and then yeah. we'll t- for about a minute, then we'll go to break and come back and 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 and, and uh, you know tie it right up. Sure, sure. Well, yes, I, I'm a, like you said, I have a practice. I'm South Atlanta, um, in Georgia, South Atlanta area, and it's actually geared towards, as uh, Mr. Jeffrey was alluding to, some integrative uh, approaches 
uh, mm-hmm. to pain management, be it acute or chronic. You actually don't have to have chronic pain to see me or to, you know, get under the ball. And what we do is essentially we, uh, like you kind of mentioned in the introduction, we actually literally have a treatment program that is very unique to each individual um, and base it off of where they are and we take them to where they need to go. And that actually may include, so we do a lot of integrated nutritional consultation. Um, we actually do because that impacts your pain um, as mm-hmm. well. And we also have some homeopathic uh, options as well, some traditional things, too, that you typically would see as far as, you know, steroid injections, trigger point injections, things like that. But I'm a minimalist at the end of the day, so I do try to minimize, um, you know, certain things that I know that may have adverse side effects if I were to implement them long term. And then we also excitingly have regenerative injection therapy, which I'm really, really excited about and definitely um, cutting edge. It's been around for many, 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 many years, actually, and research and evidence-based medicine is, is really exciting with it, and we've treated, myself included, you know, uh, professional athletes on down to construction workers who get long-term relief. Um, so that's um, the procedural services, if you will, that, that I provide in the, in the actual practice itself. And then I do have some adjunctive therapy, I mean, adjunctive services that relate to a coaching program called the 101 MVP Coaching Program for Pain Freedom that I do implement for patients who need a little more, right? Sometimes we just don't have three hours in our day to give, but I always feel like I need to give more. I became an expert for a reason, and people deserve more. So that's why I implemented other programs to be able to offer people that's outside of, you know, the practice. And actually, even if you don't live in Georgia, that program in particular is actually available to you um, nationwide or even across the world. I've actually implemented that with a patient in Russia. So, um, I mean, a client in Russia. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that just to be able to, again, people need help, they want help, they don't want to be on addictive medication if they don't have to, and I'm here Mm -hmm. to say that there is hope beyond opioids. There is hope. There is hope. So, And the evidence is out there, like I said, increasingly becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's really exciting to be able to bring that to the public because before when I did my training, honestly, all the people that got it were our Olympians and our NBA players. You know, it was a mm-hmm. no-brainer that they would get it. But then, you know, when our teacher walked in the door, it wasn't accessible to her. So that's really what prompted me to open up other practice to make it affordable and accessible to regular people, um, and I'm really excited about it. That is great. That is great. Well, we want to hear more about it uh, for sure. I think we've, you've got you, your, your, your practice offers a lot. We want to definitely hear more about it. So right now we'll go ahead and take our second and last commercial break. So... Ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned so that you can be informed. With love on my shoulder, I thought that it would be easier than this. I thought my heart had grown colder, but the warmth of your kiss I can't dismiss. Though my past has left me bruised, I from the truth. Having a criminal record can hurt your future. A record can keep you from getting a good-paying job that will allow you to support your family. A record can also keep you out of certain colleges or from leasing homes or apartments. You can't actually get rid of a criminal record, but you can restrict access to them. Hi, I'm Reverend Elliot Robinson, Associate Minister at St. Philip AME Church, and we're working with DeKalb County to help you get your records restricted. When records are restricted, people outside the criminal justice system cannot see them. For this event, only arrests done by the DeKalb County Police Department or the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office may be restricted, and only arrests that do not result in a conviction are considered. So apply for the DeKalb Record Restriction event by March 23rd at www.recordsrestriction.com. But you must apply online now because we're only accepting the first 250 applicants. So apply now at www.recordsrestriction.com. The deadline is March 23rd. Survival Radio Network with over one million 
Downloads. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. We're having a great conversation with Dr. Zarina, who is a renowned specialist with regard to sports medicine and rehabilitative medicine. Before the break, we talked to her about physiatry and how that's different from some of the other areas that you may know of uh, and how that differentiates uh, from physical therapy. And we talked about the difference between an osteopathic physician and an allopathic uh, physician. And just before the break, Dr. Zarina gave us a little bit, a little taste of some of the things that, that she does at her clinic. Uh, Dr. Serena, how would so you know we talked about some of those things? Um, continue uh, with that conversation and kind of tell us some of, some things that are unique about what you offer, you know, your patients and your clients. Sure, um, it really comes from the patients themselves. A lot of times when they come to see me, um, mostly I think it's just until the, the until the tide turns, I would say. Um, a lot of times they come to me after they've, they've seeked out, you know, primary care, you know, they seeked out uh, orthopedic consultation, they've seeked out pain management even, um, in a traditional sense, I should say, um, and they're still in pain. So a lot of times, I'm, you know, people will, I'll get referred, you know, to them uh, by someone to say, hey, well, you're still in pain, try this. Uh, essentially what stands me apart, I think, from, uh, the more traditional setting that people are most used to, which, again, I come from that setting myself as a physician, um, but I wanted to be able to provide more, is that, A, I have a lot more time with the patient. So education mm-hmm. is a huge, huge, huge part about what I do. I always tell the patient, you're the MVP of even this team. is not me. You're the most valuable person and player in, on this, in this situation. And with that, I hope that I'm able to hold them accountable, but I'm also educating them and, and kind of pulling them through that. But I'm going to be there with them. And I think that's a missing piece of that, that um, uh, a lot of times in the medical offices, we just don't have the time in a more in a more traditional setting to be able to beat all of that uh, for each individual patient as we go along. So one, that's that relationship there. I do a lot of education. And then, of course, um, being able to have my expertise in the integrative nutrition, um, I really, really implement the different things that I've learned um, throughout my training and my years of experience about things that are truly food is medicine in those aspects, but what specifically um, patients could implement in their lives to be more preventative or reduce their current pain um, so that they can have a more lifelong term of, uh, of benefits of having uh, pain relief. So I implement that um, as well, the nutritional aspect of it, sometimes in the, food of, in the form of food, sometimes in the form of supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, because I have to be actually very aware of their current, you know, cold diagnoses and things like that, um, that becomes important. That's why each treatment plan is going to be quite unique, right, because somebody else could have a liver issue or have to be cognizant of that and things like that. But it's very uniquely tailored to you as an individual. And then I'm also going to also implement um, and trying to implement uh, increased functionality uh, for that mm-hmm. patient. So we actually go through that. So some of my patients, depending on their, I would say, level of motivation or ability to kind of t- uh, go through them, I'll actually um, go through that whole kind of therapeutic or PT, if you will, with them. Um, And then sometimes I'll actually obviously use uh, our physical therapist to kind of be an adjunctive uh, uh, team player, part of their treatment plan. And then we also have the different um, types of non minimally invasive, I should say, minimally invasive uh, type of procedures that we do in an outpatient setting, same-day kind of thing where – um, they will go through that. But this is all together. It's very comprehensive, as you can appreciate now, because, it's you know, we're kind of talking about how we're implementing nutrition into this, um, and maybe also some procedures or injections, as well as their actual physical exercising and things like that that we implement. So it's very comprehensive, and I think that alone actually sets us apart because, and also psychological. We talk a lot about mm-hmm. mindset, actually. Yeah. We actually talk a lot about mindset when it comes to pain, and I always tell people pain is in the brain. Yeah, when they say, okay, well, doctors, yeah. they, you know, they say, Dr. Z, you know, my doctor said it was all in my head, and I usually say, she was right. Um, she was right, but give it context, mm. you know what I mean? And it's not to be, um, they might have said it potentially right to be facetious, but I'm actually saying it an opportunity to actually educate them about how pain truly works in the body and the human body. 
And when you can appreciate that and actually know that, oh, wow, I have certain things that I can do cognitively to impact mm-hmm. my pain and my perception of pain, wow, that's huge. But you're doing that along with nutrition, along with the functional exercise, along with the treatments that I'll be providing. All of that together gives you the best outcome. And that's oftentimes my blessing and curse is that I get people better so I don't necessarily see them back after a while. But that's the blessing and the curse, so it's all good. Right, right. <laughs> well, what's your ideal patient for the type of treatments that, that you offer? Um, uh, uh, like you know, I, I know, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, p- patients that, that have had an injury or, or whatever, but, you know, you can, you, you can talk about that, but also what other types of patients uh, that would be ideal uh, to be seen in your practice. Sure. Okay. So ideal patients, um, in terms of like type of issues they may have physically, mm-hmm. um, we've treated patients who have had whiplash injuries where, you know, maybe the x-ray and MRI was normal. Um, so, but it was, you know, but they're still having pain. So part of my expertise and my training is that understanding how ligaments and tendons play a role into, um, even at a, you know, smaller level, how they play a role into to people's pain symptomatology. Um, so mm-hmm. whiplash injuries, uh, arthritic issues, we might have arthritis, some joint issues. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a chronic rotator cuff issue that, you know, may or may not need surgery. We actually have even have patients who've had surgeries, right, and that their surgery um, maybe did some good, but they still have a lot of pain, be it because of scar tissue. So we've treated the issues like that, be it different areas of the body that may have uh, scar tissue even uh, to help manage that, or even nerve pain, um, fibromyalgia pain in some cases. Um, uh, neurological, like more uh, kind of numbness kind of pain that people have sometimes as well. So not just joint ligaments and tendons, mm-hmm. but also when it comes to nerve pain as well. And um, so we, of course, do a full, full assessment, a full comprehensive uh, workup to make sure that, like you just pointed out, that they're the right candidate. And that workup would include an examination, um, a comprehensive one. Again, if you come in say your shoulder hurts, I don't just examine your shoulder. I'm going to examine mm-hmm. above and below that area to make sure I can identify what is the, the root cause. Did you know? Did we miss something along the way? Then I'm also going to be looking at X-rays if they're available to me, MRIs, ultrasounds, nerve conduction studies if they're available to me, or if we need so. I actually have an ultrasound machine in the office, so a lot of times I put that probe right on them, right there, smack that in the office, mm-hmm. and I can identify you know, different structural damaging that's happened um, in the area. And what I like about the ultrasound, which is, again, that set me apart from some other offices at least, is that ultrasound, unlike a X-ray, is a dynamic study, which means mm-hmm. I can literally move your shoulder while I'm doing it, which is an mm-hmm. advantage to do that too, so, right? So that I can right. see if there's a ligament issue that got missed on an MRI or X-ray or whatnot because they weren't able to move that tissue under and see what it's doing when you have the pain. You may say, I only have pain when I raise my arm to the left or mm. to the right. Well, under the ultrasound, I can actually put you through those motions, and we can see if you have a subluxation, which essentially means, like, you know, maybe it's flip-flopping right around, and you can't appreciate that if it's in, if it's in one position. Um, so different things like that really give us an advantage to be able to, you know, expand or kind of really take – a, a close look but a comprehensive look at what is actually going on. And then once we assess that, um, we basically come up with a treatment plan, uniquely tr- a unique treatment pl- uh, program for that individual to get them to their next, to get them to that long-term, uh, long-term outcome that they're looking for so that when they leave me, my goal always with every single patient is that you don't need me. Um, that's mm-hmm. my like best case scenario. That you are so educated, and we did such a great job with our treatments, be it our injections, the nutrition, and so on and so forth. That if you were to have a flare in the future, you know what to do. Of course, I'm always here for you, but I highly I want to equip you. That's essentially what I would want to do. I want to equip you with as many tools as possible so that you can win. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that ultrasound um, uh, a methodology with that. I mean, you. You know, you're right. When when people go get X-rays, MRIs, those are pretty much static studies. <laughs> you know, you know, right. you go get an X-ray, you stand in front of the X-ray machine, and the tech goes behind the thing and presses a few buttons, and you know, that kind of thing. MRI, you're you're in there, you're trying to lay still. That's the problem. You're trying to lay still, right. particularly in a closed-in <laughs> area. But I like yeah. the fact that what you're saying with ultrasound, because a lot of a lot of us have pain only on a certain type of movement. You know, and it's like right, having, right. Uh, you know, uh, something wrong with your car. You know, you, you take it in, and all of a sudden the noise that you've heard 
just does not happen while you're in the mechanic shop. And the guy tells you, well, I can't really fix it because I don't hear what you're saying or whatever. And uh, so I like the fact that with the ultrasound, you're able to pinpoint, you're able to get the patient to um, to reproduce that movement that causes the problem, and therefore you can see the problem. So I think that's a, right. that's a great uh, way to detect that. Um what are some of the success rates that, that, that your clinic has in practice has experienced with regard to these modalities? Um, it's actually pretty consistent with the uh, research as well, which if you um, look at the studies um, that, that uh, look at people who've had, which most of the studies are done on, in particular when it comes to the regenerative um, injection therapies, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it has been done on, like, tennis elbow, uh, as well as shoulders and knees and things like that. That's where a lot of the areas have been done in with the studies. And they pretty much say mine is pretty consistent, maybe slightly higher mine is, but around 75 to 85% of patients are going to get long-term, measurable, like high, high, uh, um, and not just pain relief, also improved function. And that's mm-hmm. not, again, like not something minimal, but like large, large gains from like saying, you know, I was eight or nine or ten out of pain down to, you know, zero actually in some cases or two or three, which is huge because that two or three oftentimes actually is manageable through the other things that we talked about should they actually, you know, consistently implement those things when it comes to nutrition and exercises and things like that. So it's really, really mm-hmm. impressive. And my practice of self um, actually ranks about the same thing, about 85 to 90% of people that I, again, cause mostly because I picked the right person, I mean, it is right, really right. important to pick the right candidate, and I think that has allowed my outcomes to be um, as high as they as high as they have been, which ranges about eighty five to ninety percent of the patients that I've implemented rejection. I mean, regenerative uh, therapies on uh, have long term relief. Yes. Hmm. Tell us more about the regenerative medicine. You know, I, I've 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 heard about it. Was uh, kind of briefly exposed to it, uh, but that's a that's a big. Uh, uh, branch of medicine that's 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 continuing to evolve in a positive manner. How do you use that right. in your practice? So the way I utilize that in my practice is um, actually a lot of different areas of the body. Um, again, that's the kind of nice thing about it. What I tell people, I try to simplify it again. Sometimes I can get a little nerdy and sciencey with my uh, explanations, <laughs> um, but. Um, All I of us do, like, I guess. <laughs> we're, we're trained that way, but yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I try to bring it down. So yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> when I say all of us, I need really all these uh, physicians because we're kind of trained that way. But but yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> what I try to do is uh, I often try to actually use visualization. So I have a lot of yeah. like you know mannequins and. I actually have a board, a drawing board in my office and things like that. That's really how I usually get the point across. But yeah. since we're on radio, for the sake of the radio idea, is basically what I try to explain to people is, is this place in the bone where the tendon or ligament meets bone, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, and they attach to the bone what we call an enthesis. Obviously, that's not important to the you know average person, but essentially that area in itself um, it can have uh, degen- can degenerate or have like um, uh, damage basically to that uh-huh. area. And essentially what regenerative therapy is, essentially is that when your body starts to heal on its own, which it is going to always do, it's going to try to at least heal on its own, it's almost like the body becomes, uh, I mean, incompletely healed. And the reason that is is oftentimes, which is where regenerative therapy comes into play, is the reason it incompletely heals, like to 100%, has to do with either, again, like our lifestyle, like what we mm-hmm. do or don't do, um, sometimes it's related to, like, other, like you said, cold diagnoses that may be involved. But a lot of times it has to do with just the pure anatomy of the body. Ligaments mm. and tendons in general are not highly vascularized. They don't have a large, yeah. high blood flow. And so mm. because of that, they don't, blood is light. Blood is healing. And where that's where our, as you know, as a physician, you know, that's where our um, healing cells are coming from in the blood, you know, our fibroblasts and being in those growth factors and things like that. That comes in the blood, but if it's in a body, a part of the body where it doesn't typically get high blood supply, then you're going to have incomplete healing. So that's all it is. Regenerative therapy allows your body to complete the healing, to finish it up. Um, and then because of that, what it does is what we do is take a, a small needle, depending on the situation, because regenerative therapy can come in the form of your own platelets. It can come in the form of skin cells. Um, there's also a lesser form where it's not your blood at all, what they call prolotherapy, which is like a dextrose solution, 
um, mm-hmm. that's uh, an irritant, if you will, but it's an irritant on purpose to bring, to basically uh, activate your uh, body to bring blood to that area. So we put it down at the injured tissue, and that's exactly what your body does. It sends blood to that area because I created, you know, a, a space for it to do so. Um, and then it starts to lay down growth factors and, and fibroblasts and bring in those uh, growth cells and those healing cells, if you will, to that area so that it literally regenerates and literally repairs the area. In comparison, I always say to, like, say steroids. Steroids are great things, you know, mm-hmm. as you know. Like, it's really good for the right situation, and they help people's pain. But they right. don't help is repair. They don't fix anything. They just help with the inflammation. So typically, I'm very solution and repair oriented, and that's really what I want to do. So short of surgery, which sometimes, you know, works or doesn't work, again, if they pick the right candidate, they have a better outcome. But sometimes Mm -hmm. even when they have surgery, they still have issues. So that's where we come into play as well um, to help regenerate that tissue, repair that tissue, where it truly has a chance to fully allow you to have pain freedom as well Mm -hmm. as improve function. So, Dr. Z, would this help uh, patients with arthritis and bursitis? That kind of thing? Yes, we have. Yes, definitely. We've actually treated um, primarily, I would say, with arthritis. Um, there's, a lot of, again, a lot of support, support in uh, evidence-based medicine as well that supports that with um, joint OA or what they call osteoarthritis. In particular, mm-hmm. um, the knee has been studied the most more than any right, other area. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, we've treated quite a few. That's why I tell people it's not just for athletes, you know, uh, if you can, you know, have the PRP, you heard about Tiger Woods and a lot of other, yeah. you know, athletes that get it. But it's actually even for, you know, that 55, 65, 75-year-old individual who's maybe not a surgical candidate, you know, to get a knee replacement. Um, and they have a lot of severe OAs. Like, okay, well, what do I do? I have to take, you know, again, opioids for the rest of my life. Or I have to take Motrin mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. the issue, the idea is that PRP has been, like you said, really excitingly um, helping quite a few, you know, a few people, not a few people, a lot of people, um, find ability to actually improve their function and have less pain uh, without surgery, actually. I've actually prevented people, I've, I've actually, I can humbly say, I've actually prevented surgery in some cases. Um, wow. And in other cases, you know, they had surgery and they still had pain, and I just basically helped, you know, improve their function and their pain after a surgery. Um, so every case is different, of course. You know, I don't want to, I don't over- um, promise, but I do over-deliver. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my goal every time. I don't over-promise, right. but I will over-deliver. <laughs> that's but, a beautiful thing. Um, I definitely thing. Um, give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing. I, I mean, you, you know, arthritis is a is a pain, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I, I don't necessarily have it, but I see a lot of patients who do, and I have a lot of family members that do. And, uh, right. and that's one of those things that all of us, as we age, uh, uh, might unfortunately be affected by. So it's good to know. And as I started out the show, uh, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about this show today and the topic today is we're discovering uh, other methods besides prescriptions. Hey, nothing wrong with prescriptions. Hell, I'm a yes, pharmacist. Really, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I do prescribe medicine. I do. You prescribe, right? But, yeah, but so I do prescribe medicine. Exactly. <laughs> we're not knocking that, ladies and gentlemen. What no, we're saying no. is there are other options that are out there, yep. and we right. need to just we want to get you to the right specialist with regard to this. Now, now, Doctor Z, is is some of this uh, or all of this or Part is covered by insurance. So some of this is on um, the things that we talked about when it comes to you know some especially nowadays they try to cover a lot more of the uh, preventative type of uh, you know things because insurance is trying to do a better job with that in some cases at least. <laughs> um, so some mm-hmm. of the consultative services are co- generally covered. You know I also do osteopathic manual manipulation which generally yeah, covered yeah. as well. Um, so thing. I do do that as well, exactly. We even do, you know, some cupping and things like that. That That's not technically um, covered, but some actually insurances are because under, like, an acupuncture thing, they may cover that as well. Um, so cupping, actually, that could be covered under certain circumstances. The regenerative injection therapies, in my experience, the only time it's covered, in my experience, again, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, generally if it's like a worker's comp situation or a motor vehicle, but otherwise... Um, it is a direct payment kind of thing. Um, insurance companies have not quite caught on to that, at least in America, mm-hmm. uh, to, in terms of covering it uh, fully. But sometimes you can get a, some reimbursement. I've had some patients, you know, 
you know, basically send a super bill, if you will, to the insurance company. They cover something. Um, but that's not guaranteed, so it is typically, a, you know, a um, direct out-of-pocket expense. But, again, um, I was pretty – I try to be very, very strategic about my practice, and I keep my overhead low so that I can pass that savings on to the patient. Right. Um, hence, I don't have a large staff, so I can do that. Um, to do so to make sure I can pass on high value and savings to the patient. So um, nothing is skimped there. And so I think our prices are actually pretty competitive. Right. Now, Dr. Zarina, we got about six minutes left, I, you know, and this show goes all over the country and some parts of the world. I, wanna, I want you to uh, elaborate on your telemedicine uh, uh, practice because, you know, with the beauty of that is you can help people that are not necessarily uh, in the Atlanta areas. Is that right? Right, exactly. And what I have is uh, concierge practice, actually. It's not quite telemedicine unless you're in the concierge practice entity of it. And concierge okay. essentially, they'll sound fancy or whatever, but it's really not. Again, we try to make it very affordable uh, and let yet yeah, high, high value where we have different um, plans to allow patients to be able to have access and uh, more almost 24-hour access, quite frankly, through mm-hmm. um, different ways as well as in some of the plans, actually even mobile doc services where I would come to you in our highest um, package uh, plan, so from that perspective. But like you said, all over the world aspect, yeah, I do have a what I call a one-on-one MVP coaching program for pain freedom, and that is definitely offered all over the world. Um, and so that's really exciting, and we've been able to do so, actually expand, you know, the, the borders, if you will, because people right. suffer all over the world for pain. It's like one of the most primary reasons around the world that people miss work and stay out, you know, yeah. out of work. Yeah, so I didn't even bring that yeah. you know, Yeah, exactly. You know, it's That's not even necessarily the cold or whatever. It's actually pain. Um, so, uh, yes, thank you for um, asking me about that. That We do have the one-on-one pain freedom coaching program, uh, MVP program, that is actually available, um, accessible, if you will, to people all over the world because it's virtual. So, yeah, we log on with each other, um, and, you know, if you would like more detail, you can definitely um, contact us at info at Dr. Zarina, that's I-N-F-O at D-R-Z-A-R-I-N-A-H to find out more information about that as well as some other services we have. That is great. Now, Dr. Z, what other uh, social media and what other contact information, uh, you know, how, how can folks get a hold of you? Well, you can actually reach me all over social media at Dr. Zarina. That's D-R, again, D-R-Z-A-R-I-N, as in Nancy, A-H. You can reach me on any social media platform doing that. I'm actually excited to, like, um, read everybody and have questions. Definitely reach out. I'm always interested. I have a weekly show as well called Rebound Your Health TV with Dr. Z mm-hmm. um, that we also do live stream, and people are able to, you know, actually ask a lot of questions as well as even topics that you may be interested in. And um, and actually, really, really soon, we'll be actually launching my book, which is Everybody Has 15 Minutes, 15 Minute Meals to Your Pain Freedom, which I'm really excited about giving that to the world um, because we're busy. and But we still want to be pain-free and we still want to be healthy. So I'm really excited about that as well. And you can also get that at info at Dr. Zarina. That's I-N-F-O at D-R-Z-A-R-I-N as in Nancy A-H. Well, we're going to make sure we put it on the Weekly Wellness Show uh, uh, Facebook page uh, along with this podcast. So we want to make sure that we get the word out. Jeffrey, you had a a question about regenerative medicine. Yeah, that was the you stole my thunder on that. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Williams. (laughs) Dang, man, I didn't mean to do that.
not just with three or four tricks in there, but something that's going to really approach, you know, and be able to get you to your neck. So I kind of look at it like that. Alternative medicine, traditional medicine got married and had embraced integrative medicine uh, so that we can come out with approaches that are going to be best fitted for the individual patient uniquely um, and desire for them to get to their necks. Great, great. Well, Dr. C., it's been great having you on the show. i got to get you back at some point in time to talk about, you know, uh, we, we covered a lot of material today. I'd, I'd love to get you back at some point in time and, you know, at your convenience to, you know, talk. You kind of drill down on arthritis, uh, drill That's down great, on yeah, your true. book, uh, drill right. down, you know, on regenerative therapy. I'll let I'll let Jeffrey <laughs> let Jeffrey hold that one <laughs> so he can get oh, all his mother so back. <laughs> so I've got to get you back on the show for that, but I'm so glad that you took time off from a day that you saw patients in your office come on the Weekly Wellness Show. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me for sure, and I definitely look forward to coming back. And No problem. You're right. We have a lot more to cover and educate people, and you know I'm all about that. So awesome. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. Don't forget to join us again next week. If you missed any of this podcast, we're going to have it posted on our uh, Weekly Wellness Show Facebook page so you can share it. So and I want you to uh, really listen to it and take down some notes and share it if need be. So until next week, we'd like for you to be healthy, be happy, and be kind. Thank you.